everybody. Welcome to the Inside the H podcast. A beautiful Saturday morning. Uh, Ike, are you ready for game six tonight? Astros and Phillies, we ready to win a World Series championship or what? Hell yeah, bro. Let's do this shit, bro. Let's finish the job tonight and not fuck around, man. Let's get it done. Yeah, with that, uh, Ike, just uh, let them know where they can find you on social media, man. I'm on Twitter at Ike Cuellar. That's I-K-E. C-U-E-L-L-A-R. You guys can find me uh, on Twitter at, at Christopher Paul. This is the Inside the H podcast coming to you uh, on a beautiful, beautiful Saturday morning. Um, I, I don't know if you're going to be at Cobos later, but I will be. Uh, every All Astros Twitter is going to be there. So it's going to be, hopefully it's going to be a huge party at the end of the night when we, we, when we win our second World Series championship. Um, so let's get right into the Astros. What do you expect? to happen tonight do you think Framber will shove like he did in game two or do you think he do you think the Phillies will you know the Phillies are in desperation mode right now they have to it's a must-win game for them obviously do you think they're going to try to get to him early and try to get him pulled early try to get to get to our bullpen I mean desperate times call for desperate measures man you know they're going to be playing desperate they're playing for their lives to not get eliminated into extended for one more game, man. But I think Framber, man, is going to do the same thing he did in game two. I think he's going to show out. And I think that we're going to get it done today, man, because um, just the way he was playing game two, he was so focused. Like, that guy is so good. Um, I think he only gave up one run on for game two. So, yeah, I think he's going to do the same thing, man. But I, I also expect the Phillies to – to leave it all out there, man, because this is their season right here. Yeah, so I think the, the one thing I'm interested to see is, like, if the game gets out of hand for the Phillies, like, let's say they're down by, like, three by, like, midway through the game, three or four. I want to see, like, who do they bring out of the bullpen? Do they Are they going to let Zach Wheeler go as long as he can, or are they going to pull him early and try to use that bullpen that's been so good for them the entire year? Like, I think that's one thing to watch. Also, I think as long as the Astros get off to a good start offensively, um, this team is too good. They're too experienced. They've been here so many times before. So I've been saying this all year. I, No matter what the situation, I trust this team to, you know, keep the game in hand and win at the end of the day, win the game. Uh, I think our one guy that hasn't gotten going really so far Jordan Alvarez, I think he's going to explode tonight. Um, I'm hoping for a blowout victory so we don't have to be high anxiety the entire game like we were last game. But um, I expect the Phillies to come come out and you know come out and come out and play. And I think it'll be a, a close game at the beginning, but I think at towards the end we're going to tax their bullpen and I think uh, we're going to jump on them in the end. And I think. I'll say we – I know we haven't scored more than five runs all series long, but I'm going to say uh, six to two Astros win. Astros win the World Series tonight. Yeah, man, I agree because the last game was so fucking stressful, man. Like, it, it was so many emotions, like, during that game from the two great plays that Mancini and uh, Chas uh, did catching that ball. You know, at the fence, and um, I want a blowout, like you said, but you know, if it has to get stressful, then fuck it. As long as we get it done, you know, like 
Shit, man, I just want to want to get this done because we know what happened before in the past where we came home up 3-2 and uh, we just got to stay locked in, man. But I think for my prediction, I think the score will be 8-3 to and the Astros win. Yeah, so let, let's talk a little bit about game five. Um, Justin Verlander finally gets his win. I mean, he really, he really, really had to work for that World Series win, that first win. But I think the fact that he fought through it, I mean, the first time he loaded the base and he got out of it, the second time he struggled uh, to locate his fastball, like, he got through it. He um, did what needed to be done. I think that's all that matters, like, and they took him out, I think, in the fifth inning, and then the, the bullpen took care, of, took care of it the rest of the way, like, that I think that that's what I love about this team is that no matter the situation, they they never push the panic button. Like they don't panic. They they keep playing, keep playing to the next at bat, keep playing to the next pitch. And just I'm just so as a fan, I'm just so proud of Justin Verlander. Um, I don't think a lot of people know this about me, but way before he was an Astro, I was a huge fan of him. Um, as a Detroit Tiger, like I loved, I loved Justin Verlander from when he first uh, came into the league. So I'm just so happy for him that he got that first World Series win. And um, speaking of the guy who uh, took him out, Dusty Baker, we we got to win this shit for Dusty Baker, man, because he deserves a championship. And uh, I want to. What are your thoughts about that? Well, looking back at Game Five, man, it was really amazing how Justin Verlander kept his composure even after giving up that home run towards the first batter. Um, and, you know, the crowd was raucous. They were going crazy. And he got jammed up there early with some uh, runners on base there. But him just keeping his composure and getting out of that. And then after that, the bullpen having his back the way they did was just spectacular, man. And you know, credits to this team. That's why I love this team so much, man, because everybody has each other's back. Everybody loves each other. They play for one another. And uh, it shows, man, you see the result at the end because if you've seen uh, Presley after Chaz caught that ball, <laughs> he was like, he was. you could tell in his face he was so scared. Like, he was just stressed out. Like, he was glad that he made that catch, but – but, yeah, man, even for Dusty Baker, we got to do it for everybody. I mean, this championship means so much for the city of Houston and the Houston Astros. Like, from everybody trolling us and talking shit about 2017, they're going to have to eat this shit uh, once we win it. Yeah, man, just looking at game five, the way Justin Verlander kept his composure you know, after he gave up that home run and after he had some guys on base there, was just spectacular, man. And then, you know, to finish it out with the bullpen and the job they did, I mean, that's why I love this team so much, bro, because everybody has each other's back and it shows at the end, you know, the results, you get the dub at the end. And I was happy for Justin Verlander to be able to get his – first World Series win because I know that's like just adding to his resume and you know I know he's probably going to win the Cy Young but you know just very happy for the guy and even even for Dusty man like I think it's very important for him 
we just have to do it. We just have to win for everybody, man. I, I feel like this championship means a lot to the city of Houston from the trolling and all the talking shit the other fans been doing. Um, they're really going to have to eat that. And, you know, I'm not trying to hear no excuses and and all this other shit when we win it. No, like, like you said, uh, in game five, uh, we talked about Verlander. And I think the two biggest plays that helped us win that game was Trey Mancini's catch at first base and that crazy, ridiculous Chaz catch. I mean, like, what, what a moment for Chaz as a player. Uh, during the season, I was one of the Chaz haters, but he's 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 proved me wrong with his defense this postseason. Like he, that was a ridiculous catch. That if he doesn't make that catch, we we're losing that game, and they're up three two coming back here. And and at that point, now we're on the ropes trying to trying to win a game six and a game seven. So, like that's a huge huge play. I feel like if we, I feel like when we win tonight, uh, coming back home. Chaz should get free drinks for life in Houston because that was just such a crazy, crazy play to make in that situation. Um, And then uh, another guy I want to talk about who has been like nails this postseason is Brian Abreu out of the pen. I mean, this guy has just every time he's come in, he's he's just shut people down. Um, we'll, We'll see if we have to use him tonight. I mean, it seems like he's been Dusty's guy. Um, to put in right after he pulls a starter. So we'll see. Um, I see Framer going at least five to six innings. And then after that, I feel like it's all hands on deck. Um, whoever can get you three outs uh, uh, per inning, like that's who we put in. Uh, I feel like they're going to treat treat this like a game seven, especially if they're in the lead like late in the game. So I, that'll, I think that'll be interesting to watch. Um who do you think is going to be the unsung hero tonight for the Astros if if they, if they are to win the World Series tonight? Man, this sounds crazy, man. But I think Mancini is going to come up and show out again, man. I think he's going to have another big play because even his play that happened last game, even though Chas was the play that looked like more, you know, just more sexy, if you say, like, of a play. Just that play was just as important, just as important because I believe they have two guys on base, and if he wouldn't have caught that, the game would have been tied. At least I think it would have been tied. So I still show a lot of love to Chaz, you know, for that catch. He's officially an H-Town legend because of that play. But Mancini's play was just as big. And uh, I think uh, Mancini will be the unsung hero today, man, for the game. Yeah, I think the same thing. Like, I mean, he struggled. He struggled so much in the pro season. I think he's due. And I don't I don't know if it's going to be a home run, but I think he's going to have a big hit to hopefully, you know, make it maybe a double, maybe like a, maybe an RBI to get somebody in. Um, if, if and when that happens, man <laughs> – Houston's gonna go so so well because we all know how bad he's been struggling. Like this is one of the best guys, like best people in baseball. And uh, for for everyone that doesn't know his story, uh, diagnosed with cancer a few years ago. He's a cancer survivor. Played for the Baltimore Orioles. His whole career got traded here. Uh, now has the opportunity to win a World Series championship. So 
if they if they're gonna win, the two guys I wanted to do it for is Trey Mancini and Dusty Baker, man. Um, so yes, sir. Yeah, facts. That's um, facts. Yeah, so um, let's get a score prediction. Uh, I think I said earlier. I said six to two. We won the World Series championship championship tonight. Leave no doubt for tomorrow. What do you think? I got eight to three Astros. All right, eight three Astros. Tonight, bro. So so regardless, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna fucking win this World Series tonight. Uh Houston's gonna go wild tonight. Um with that, uh let's end the Astros talk. Let's go to our Houston Rockets, man. I'll, the one game I want to talk about is the Rockets and the Clippers in LA earlier this week. Um after that game, uh, I've seen a lot of stuff about Steven Silas and I think I have to tend to agree because the one the one mind-boggling decision that he made, in my opinion, was laying the game, taking out Sangoon. And then number two, you literally have Jabari Smith Jr. or Jalen Green or Kevin Porter on your team. But you choose to run a play for Eric Gordon. Uh, like, I'll never understand, like, the thought behind that. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on that. Well, my thoughts, man, um, about the game – for the game, first of all, it was um electric game and we're going back and forth, you know, against the Clippers. I think we were even we were up with like four or three minutes left in the game. So we were playing well. And you know, KJ Martin had a really good game. He was showing out, making threes, slashing, dunking on people, getting blocked, you know, the things that, that we've seen from him uh before. And um it was just to be in that position at the end to almost win that game. It just shows you the talent that we have on this team. And I was happy for KJ too, because he's starting to kind of get in the groove here where, you know, he can be in the lineup for however minutes we decide to have him on there because he's been so efficient, you know, even from making his three point shot, which is really good lately. Um, it's just been money. But uh, for uh, as far as Coach Silas, I would have to agree with you, man, because the game, the second game we played the Clippers this week, when we ran the offense through um, Alfred Chingun, the offense just looked way better and it looked smoother. It created more opportunities for everybody on the court because he's such a great passer and because his IQ of the game is so high. It just looks better on the court. You get a better product on the court as far as, you know, um, getting better shots, um, getting more opportunities for him, especially because he's, he's more of an aggressive player. And, uh, yeah, I just – I didn't like that move by him, by uh, Coach Silas. I think uh, he needs to uh, – Singoon needs to be in there as much as possible um, just to, you know, for the offense to be smooth, like the way it was in the, in the second game versus the Clippers. And then the last play, I was just scratching my head, uh, drying up that play for Eric Gordon. Like you said, um, this is your chance. You have to draw up a play for the young guys you have on there, whether it's KPJ, Jalen, or Jabari Smith, perfect opportunity to draw a play for them and get that 
exposure to them of late games, you know, crunch time. Uh, we seen last year when KPJ made a couple game-winning shots. And, you know, he's – you can trust him in those situations to go get you a bucket at that time. Even then you have Jalen Green. You know, he wants to take that shot. And I just feel like to be prioritizing wins – over the development, it's not a smart move for where we're at right now because, hey, we dropped the play and KPJ misses that shot. Guess what? You're still on track to get Wimby. You know, it's not bad. It's not a bad look. But you're giving these young guys those chances. You, you trust them. You're telling them, hey, I trust you in this situation. And I'm not saying he doesn't, but that's part of developing – these guys, it's exposing them to these late game situations so they can grow and learn from it. Yeah, and I think going back to Eric Gordon, like I want to, I, I want to make my point clear on this: uh, that Paul George shot that was like, I don't know, as a defender, like <laughs> I don't know what he's, what more he's supposed to do. So I'll give him credit for that. But as far as like running a play for him on the other end, like I think you have to realize as a team where you're at in the big picture, like development is more important than let than giving the ball to your vet in the last seconds. Um, even if you win that game, like what is it going to be like the second one of the season? It doesn't really like, it doesn't really matter, you know? So yeah, exactly. I, I say in that situation, like run a play for Jalen green. Like he's your, he's your star. He's your future star. Let him, let him get that rep under his belt. I think that would have helped him more in the long run. Yeah, man, let him cook. Let him, let the guys cook. And, like, for Eric Gordon, like, he has done that before. He's made shots at the end to win these game fours. It's not a bad decision, but when you just look at the team and, uh, you know, the goals that we have for this team in the long run is you want these young guys to eat. You want them to, to try to cook in that last play, man, like, Especially if it's like Jabari Smith. Can you imagine like Jabari Smith hit a game-winning three-point shot? Man, we'll lose our minds. Like Rockets Twitter would be going nuts, bro. Especially my boy Kenny, too. So, so it would have been badass to see that. But we're going to get more opportunities for that. And hopefully, you know, he um, he makes the right call. Yeah, and I, th I think as far as like the silence hate, that one game I, I, get, I get why people would be mad at him. But – I honestly don't think like whenever in the future when we're a good team and we're making our run to the playoffs or whatever, I honestly don't think he's gonna be a coach our coach at that time anyway. So it's like but as far as like firing him now, I don't think that like that that doesn't really help you. Unless you unless you're trying to tank and you're trying to like uh you know, shamelessly freaking tank like the like we thought the Jazz were gonna do, but you know, I mean it, I don't think it really helps you right now. So I think you I think you go with what you got right now, and then, like, I, I need Rockets Twitter to understand that we're only, like, a few games in. <laughs> you know what I mean? It hasn't even yeah. been 20 games yet, so we got, like, gotta, like chill out for just a minute and just realize that, and we'll, like, we'll see where we're at in a couple months, I think. I think give it a couple months, and then we can evaluate Silas as a head coach so far into the season, and we can make a decision at that point. Yeah, because we're not going to contend, you know, 
this year, the next two or possibly three years. So, you know, we just have to, you know, let the season happen, you know, let the chips fall where they may, and um, we'll make decisions after that. You know, Rafael Stone, he knows what he's doing. I trust in him. You know, we got a great organization, and uh, it's just sometimes it gets a little frustrating when you see that, though, at the end of the game, though. I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, you have these young guys there that can – that are more than capable of, you know, taking that last shot. And uh, I get some of the Rockets Twitter, you know, hate, if you say, like, from coach – towards Coach Silas. But, you know, it's, it's too early right now. And uh, we just got to pump the brakes on that, man. Let the season play out and uh, – just continue to um, continue to tank for Wemby, bro. Like, I don't know if you've seen the highlight of him yesterday. Uh, he showed it, showed off his handles, and then he made a three-pointer, like, off of one leg, like a running shot. It was ridiculous, bro. Like, you have to do everything you can to position yourself to try to get that guy because that guy is another type of talent from the length, the height, the skills. So that's that's the that should be the goal. You know, I know a lot of people can't say that or whatever, but it's bad to say that they're tanking, but when it's Wimby out there, man, you gotta try to get that guy. Yeah, um I've seen a lot of people like make the not a solid comparison, but like kind of compare him to Giannis a little bit because of how like skinny he was when he first started. But the difference is Wemby can freaking shoot the ball out of the gym, dude. Like he can shoot it from anywhere. And like once he once he bulks up, once he gets to the NBA and bulks up, it's gonna be scary because he's like he's so athletic, he can score from anywhere. He can he can he's taller than you, so he can his shot release is like you can't get a hand in his face. And I think I tweeted this earlier. I was like, how the fuck do you defend this guy? Like, if I'm defending yeah. him, I'm like, bro, fuck it. I, like, I quit. Like, I'm not going to stop him, you know? <laughs> yeah. He's got to go on to yeah. the next play if you're on him. Yeah, man. Like, I I think he's uh, he's like a version of a Giannis and a Kevin Durant together, but only taller. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, I just don't know. If I can even compare this guy to to anyone because of how he is, like how tall he is, the length, his skills, his IQ, like he's just a freak, a freak of nature, man. And um, yeah, you gotta you gotta do everything you can, man, to try to get him. I mean, you use some of the picks, you know, take some L's, whatever you gotta do, man. You gotta you gotta position yourself. Yeah, and like I, I feel like at the beginning of the season we thought Utah was gonna shamelessly tank, but they've won some games. So it's like at this point, I don't know what's gonna happen. Like, um, regarding the tank situation in the NBA, like I feel like in mid season maybe when things kind of start to shake out a little bit, then you're gonna start to see teams like shamelessly tank for him. But I mean. At the same time, I don't know. I don't know if you remember when Derrick Rose was coming out. The Bulls were. I think the Bulls had just missed the playoffs that year, and they freaking won the lottery and they got Rose. So honestly, I don't know what's gonna happen. Um, maybe San Antonio is gonna try to do something, 
because they just traded away Murray this offseason, so they're clearly trying to tank too. So, man, it's it's, it's going to get nasty. <laughs> the tank situation <laughs> is going to get nasty, so we'll we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Good thing is we have experience doing that, you know, from last year. Um, but just sometimes you might end up not getting him, even if you get uh, Scoot Henderson, man, like, you know, I'm good with that too because he, he's a star himself. But, um, yeah, man, you just – that's why I don't mind, like, taking these L's right now early. Hey, man, you're above the other teams right now. You're, you're losing right now. We don't like it as fans because the rebuilding stage sucks. But, hey, accumulate them L's, man. Right now, as much as you can, while you know you're still developing the players. Um, so, yeah, man, I think I think we'll be good. Like, we, we should be fine. We're gonna, we already, I think we only, we only have one win right now. Right, Coach? Yeah, I think yeah, one I think we're win. one and eight, one and seven, something like that. Yeah, so we're perfect right now. We're perfect. You know, just keep trying to play hard and develop these young guys. And if we win, we win. If not, hey, better shot at Wimby. Yeah. So Rockets play tonight at seven. Um, I'm I'm gonna be honest with you, Ike. Uh, I'm gonna be watching the Astros tonight, but I will be keeping tabs on the rocket score and the box score and all that stuff um so we'll see what they look like tonight hopefully they can get a win against the timberwolves i feel like that would be a pretty good win um so lastly let's talk about the texans they play the eagles on thursday night football they didn't embarrass themselves like they did against the titans the other week um i think this game was exactly what you want to see if you're a texans fan you don't want to see them embarrass themselves but at the same time, you want to lose the game so you can position yourself for for the draft. Um, Damian Pierce had another solid game. That's what I want to see. Uh, I think they need to get get in the ball at least twenty plus times a game. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts, man? Yeah, man. Honestly, I was shocked like how we stayed in that game against the Eagles. Uh, you know, the Eagles are the best team in the NFL. You know, record-wise, and like they always say, you're as good as your record says you are. So they're, the, you know, the bet to stay with these guys until what was the third quarter. It's pretty good, man, for the Texans because, uh, you know, the Eagles they have a great defense, man, and just to to be tied with them at halftime was, you know, showing some improvement on the Texan side. Damian Pierce was a dog again, you know, like he's going to get his no matter what. It's just, you know, Davis Mills throwing these interceptions, putting your team in a hole from early in the game. And, um, you know, I know it's tough for him because you're playing against one of the best defenses in the NFL. But overall, I think he did good, man. Like we didn't have no Brandon Cooks. We didn't have no Nico Collins out there. And uh, overall – like, he did uh, a good job, like, as good a job as we could do, in my opinion. And I just feel like you have more games like this. You know, there's more hope. There's light at the end of the tunnel. You played good, but you still took the L. 
And, you know, we're trying to get our next bright star, man, whether it's a, whether that's a quarterback or a linebacker or somebody on the defense, a defensive end, because, you know, our front seven suck right now. We can't stop the run to save our lives. Like Miles Sanders, they were scoring touchdowns so easy down there, man. I know they were running like RPO, and it's hard because Jalen Hurts usually runs with the ball. But you got to be better than that. These guys are walking in for touchdowns, like these running backs. You know what I'm saying? So your front seven has to get better, whether that's in a draft or getting somebody from free agency, because right now we're just ass as far as our front seven. So, yeah, yeah. man, I, even though with with uh, that happening, I just like the way that we played overall. And, uh, you know, we really showed a lot out there. Yeah, I think the front seven is an issue. So, like, obviously, I think we'll address that in the draft. Uh, Will Anderson from Alabama looking to be the number one overall pick. So we'll see what happens in the draft. Um, and like, like I said, I think this is a bet as a Texans. If you're a Texans fan, this is the best case scenario because you you can't be out there um, every week embarrassing yourself like you did against the Titans. They played well against the Eagles, like you said, the best team in the NFL. Um, I think this Eagles team, you might see this Eagles team in the Super Bowl this year. I think they're that good. Um, yeah, and shout out to shout out to Jalen Hurts, uh, Houston guy. Let's go Astros. Um, yes, sir. We've been trolling. We've been trolling the Philly fan base about Jalen Hurts being an Astros fan all week. So let's keep that going tonight. Uh, so. Where are you gonna be you know, for the Astros game, man? You know, you know that he's he's uh inside, he's rooting for the Astros, no cap. Like, you know that's what's going on in real life, but from channel view, like, bro, like he's rooting for the Astros. In my opinion. Yeah, that's his hometown, man. Like, how can you root against your hometown? I don't care if you put what whatever play team you play for, like you gotta go for the hometown team, man. Yeah, bro. You heard what he said after the game. He was like, it was so special to come and do this in my city to win a game here and play good, you know, in front of the family and friends that he had, that he has here in Houston. So, man, he's rooting for the Astros, bro. But as far as tonight, bro, I'm going to try to catch a game there at Cobos, try to meet up all of y'all there and, and root these Astros to the championship, bro, because this is, this is the day, bro. It's a beautiful day, and we got to get it done today. Yeah, so by the time you guys uh, you guys hear this, podcast it's going to be on monday morning hopefully we're world series champions by then um let's go let's go astros um we got to do it tonight man uh when we win tonight we're gonna go crazy all night long hopefully getting getting those long academy lines for our world series merch and uh, let's go do the damn thing man inside the h bro yes sir let's go already